What's up, what's up? It's your favorite sex and relationship coach, aka the pussy fairy, Azaria Menezes. So obviously you've landed on the juiciest podcast if you're listening to Getting Intimate. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you have a pussy or you're a mom or you're in a relationship and you're looking to increase that pleasure and orgasm factor in the bedroom with yourself, with your body or in your relationship, or maybe you just want your pussy wet and your relationships to be the cherry on top of your Sunday sex ice cream, listen to this podcast. I'll be sharing all of my knowledge, all of my ideas, my experiences, and thoughts on this podcast with you so that you can invite new perspectives and way more essential excitement into your life. As always, try anything I say on for size and see what you like and leave the rest. Let's get intimate. Welcome back to another juicy episode of Getting Intimate. I am treating today because guess who is on the podcast with me? Veronica. And Veronica is a somatic sex, intimacy, and relationship guide. Let's hear it. I would love for you to introduce yourself. Thank you so much. Um, I'm Veronica. I live in Seattle, Washington in the U.S. I've lived kind of all over though, so wherever you're listening from, um, I bet we've shared a home for a hot minute. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. But I am a somatic sex and relationship coach, as you said. I trained with the Somatica Institute. Um, and now I am that relationship coach that you go to when you've tried everything else. Um, when you're done with the tips and tricks and you're ready to, you know, get down to the heart of the issue. Mm, I love that so, so much. That's just like such a pivotal moment because most of my clients from what I've noticed is that they come when things are like hanging on by a thread Mm -hmm. and like we've tried everything or we're like ready to go all in right and I mean let's unpack that for a second because it shows so much that as a society we don't prioritize so much um like preventative care when it comes to our relationships. It's kind of like we wait until (laughs) we're super, super overwhelmed or our nervous systems are just feeling really activated or we've had this conversation so, so many times. And this is going to be a good little intro on what we're chatting about on this episode today because we're talking all about resentment, boundaries, trust. And it's like we wait for such a long time to do something about it. And uh, it's like such a society thing that we've just learned, right? Like going to the dentist. I use this example all the time. Who of you listeners wait until your tooth hurts (laughs) to go to the dentist (laughs) rather than like going to all those cute little six-month hygiene appointments? And you put it in your calendar. You're like, hey, yeah, I got to do this. Every time they send you that reminder text or like every time you bite on something sweet and you're like, that was a little painful. I got to book that appointment, right? And then we just leave it. And it's the same thing with relationships, right? So I love, love, love that you are super passionate about those pivotal moments where Mm -hmm. folks and couples and just anyone who comes to you is like, yes, we're committed. We're ready. Like, let's roll our sleeves up and get to work. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love the idea of you and I being like that sexy dental checkup appointment that people are skipping, right? Right. We're that, we're that but sexier. We're that but hotter. You're like open wide, yeah. bitch. <laughs> yeah. your postcard. It's time for your checkup. Um, really into that idea. <laughs> but yeah, it's like um, people wait until everything falls apart. Mm or they're at their darkest moment. And then the hard part about that too is like when you're in your darkest moment, it's really difficult to pull yourself out enough to get help. Oh, absolutely. Then it takes even longer. Yeah. Or you're really stuck in a cycle. If you're in a partnership, you're really stuck in a cycle to where you're just so angry and just so worked up that you can't even get to the place of clearing your thoughts enough to email someone for help. So uh, I really do try to get in, you know, to people's like spirits, like get in the idea that this is a helpful, proactive thing to do. And it's for everyone. And the more you learn about intimacy, the more you uncover, that just means you graduate to another level and then you do more work um, or really more play, more pleasure. And you just keep deepening into practice. Uh, It's not, I think people imagine you know, going to an intimacy coach are people who have like some sort of severe challenge Mm -hmm. or somebody who's not, you know, as functional as they are or a couple who's just like clawing each other's eyes out. Totally. But, but you know, intimacy practice is for everyone. Everyone. Like even for us, it's part of a daily investment, whether it's time, money, energy, right? It's something that just – can get bigger and better and edgier. But this way you're just like expanding those intimacy edges. It's it's almost like a deepening, right? Like how deep do you want to go in your intimacy? Yeah, exactly. And there the possibilities are just infinite. They're endless. Oh. You can you can always add more to your connections. Mm. And like how or you can is simplify. That? Yeah. You can you can also simplify and break down to more of the basics. People talk about going into nature or just being present in the moment. That doesn't just happen. You have to have the nervous system capacity to be still with love and with nature. Mm, yes, absolutely. And that's so true. It's really just about like expanding our nervous systems and also like the things that we want sometimes, right? The things that we desire, these big feelings and these big experiences and these expansive like yeah these expansive shifts in our love life even when we when we look at orgasms or when we look at pleasure right but like can we hold all of this in our bodies and what does that take like how much can we expand our capacity to hold these things and regulate our nervous systems right like we want honesty in our relationships but like can we hold the truth yeah can <laughs> know the truth um it's handling it and then also i think this is going to trigger some people because it sounds really corny but loving yourself through it so i really enjoy the tacky shitty shady parts of myself Mm -hmm. i think they're adorable i think they're really cute um i have really funny thoughts sometimes or you know, I'll think something really dark and really melodramatic, like, oh, why me? Everything is terrible. And then I just start laughing because I'm, okay, that's precious. You're precious. Yeah. It's like this silly part of us. Yeah. Like, I'm just a silly little human in my silly little human body. 
pouting about something, you know, and I think it can be the same for relationships where you can sort of be ridiculous with your partner and get really frustrated and really activated. And then remember that this is your like companion in life and best friend and favorite person ever. And then just start to sort of see the silliness mm-hmm. in the intensity. Like, wow, look at us. Look at how cool we can be. Look at how big and scary we can get. <laughs> Isn't that cute? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I love, love, love that. And I think it's so true, everything that you are sharing, because it's like, there's such a human aspect sometimes that we tend to forget. And like, sometimes in like the spiritual development community, personal development community, it's like, get rid of all of these parts of yourself, right? And it's like, yeah. we get to be human and we get to hold these parts of ourselves with so much compassion and so much understanding and so much love because these are the parts of ourselves that developed at some point in our past experience in order to protect us or in order to, right? Like there was a reason that this part of our personality or this part of our being was created, right? And most of the time it's for protection and safety. And so we get to have those moments as humans. And I love that you were like, yeah, we get to like just see the silliness in just sometimes our humanness and our experience. And sometimes we create the drama. And guess what? It is okay. And we can catch ourselves in those moments and be like, yo, let me roll that back a little bit. Because the inner part of me that's actually so scared of losing you or being abandoned just got hella triggered. And Mm -hmm. I just need a second to like reel this back in, acknowledge her, like love her. But like also she doesn't get to make the choice on how this conversation goes. (laughs) No, she's cute and she can have several seats. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah, the silliness Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah, we're not... Uh, we're not trying to be light bodies. We're not trying to like ascend Mm-mm. and like leave our bodies behind. Like we get to stay in our body and feel as much pleasure yes. in the present moment in the world on this astral plane that we're living on now. Mm, yeah. I don't love the idea of like having to release and let go of the darkness and um, looking ahead to some future time when I'll be a perfect being. I'm a perfect being right now. Yeah. Ooh, that's so, so true. Like the idea of perfection and the expectations that we just put on ourselves for that. Like, damn, that is, that is so much. That's a lot to carry. And just like coming back to your humanness and the human experience and just using it as like information, right? Like it's just information about myself. All of these shadow sides, all of these experiences that I've had in past thoughts, like everything, it's just information. And the more you get to almost develop this intimacy with yourself, right? And get to like know yourself and also get to know that you can make empowered choices around that and still hold these parts, you get to, you get to have both, right? Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. So it's sort of a magic word in there that feels like a really good segue to resentment because the word expectations, mm. it looms so heavy over relationships, not just, you know, in partnerships, but in the relationship we have with ourselves. All of the expectations that we have about how we're supposed to look, how we're supposed to come, how we're supposed to 
talk with people, connect with people. I This is hilarious that this is what keeps popping into my mind, but I think about how magazines when I was a teenager would say how to dress from day to night, like how you would go oh, like from the office yeah. to nighttime. You know, that's, that's an expectation that we were going to have a certain kind of life. Totally. Um, and then maybe you have kids and you get married and you're not doing that day to night thing. I don't know anyone who's doing the day to night thing, just to be clear. I, but. Yeah, it's literally like <laughs> night to night, <laughs> like pajamas. <laughs> it's moment to moment survival. We're doing our best. Yeah. Yeah, but I can imagine a lot of people out there who imagined their lives turning out in a specific way and they have some resentment, whether it's for themselves, for the culture that they grew up in parents for putting pressure on them or a partner or you know their family they think well that part of my life is gone because i've you know gotten stuck in this place and then you get sort of into that spiral and then it's really hard to access pleasure from that space yeah absolutely that's so true because with these expectations almost like it yeah it's it almost like it gives us this this pressure, number one, but also it, it it does carry some sort of safety in our minds that we think, right? Okay, if we do this and if we have these expectations, this is what's going to keep us safe and this is what's going to keep everything in control. When in reality, it sometimes does the opposite, right? And mm-hmm. we we fall into almost this false sense of security sometimes with these high expectations of what we should be doing and what we need to be doing and what we're supposed to be doing. And a lot of the times we don't take a moment to actually update our ideas and beliefs and stories about the things we expect of ourselves, right? Like sometimes they're like over decades, like the thing (laughs) that you thought Uh in high school is still like applying to your 30s or something like that, right? Yeah, it's like we're literally carrying these suitcases like full of expectations and pressure mm-hmm. with us through everything that we're doing and then also into the bedroom where we're trying to have an orgasm. And I mean, you said it, you said the word just now, safety. I think safety is like really the foundation for pleasure. Yeah. If you don't feel safe, you can't expand to feel the full capacity of your pleasure. And you're mm-hmm. certainly probably not sinking into the surrender of an orgasm. 100%. This is like the core of all things. I love that you brought that up because it's so, so true. And with that safety, there's like a a trust piece too. And oftentimes we like to think it's about our partners, but it's also like how much do I trust myself to to surrender and let go into this moment? And like how much safety do I feel in my body? So I love that you brought that up. Totally. Yeah. And it's, I think you're absolutely right. It's um, easy to see the, I think a really obvious example for people to connect to is if a partner cheats on you or lies to you, no matter how big or how small, this might be really triggering for someone. And, you know, it's triggering things like abandonment. It's triggering things like trust and the first thought I think most people have is like, well, if I can't trust you, then I can't feel safe with you. But a lot of times what's happening too is, yeah, you don't trust yourself anymore because you trusted that person in the first place. So what's wrong with me? What's wrong Mm -hmm. with me that I trusted this person who hurt me 
And, you know, am I going to retreat back into myself? And when I retreat back into myself, I'm not willing to give my love, my affection, my surrender to my partner anymore. Mm, Yeah. I was probably like, maybe not even all the way there in the first place, but now I have an excuse to go back into hiding. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that makes so much sense because in like, let's say we step into a new relationship now there's this experience in the body, right, through this trust thing. And it's like, okay, I couldn't trust myself before, but what if I – like, what if I fuck up again? Like, what if I trust this person and mm-hmm. I am met with disappointment? And then in that, we're holding back, as you said. And in that, it's almost like we're recreating this story over and over again, which can sometimes – absolutely happen, especially with trust. Trust is like one of those huge things that it's like, it is a topic that is out there and there's so much that can be, oh, there's so much that can be healed when it comes to creating trust with ourselves and safety for ourselves and our nervous systems and and our experiences. And I think this is a beautiful moment to go into what it means to create this trust with yourself. What is like for you the number one thing in creating trust for yourself? Yeah, that's a really big question. Right. And I think it's a little a little different for everyone. But I'm thinking about this painful cycle that we can get stuck in when we start to feel that lack of trust. Mm-hmm. And it becomes really damaging to our self-worth. Yeah. Because we're kind of beating ourselves up. We're beating the other people up in our lives. We start to question, am I worthy? Am I worthy of love where I can feel trusting? Am I deserving? And we get stuck in this self-fulfilling prophecy, I think, where we hold back and so we don't get what we want. And so it's just that voice in our head over and over again, I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy. So Something I usually coach people to do is just to start celebrating small things in the day-to-day and finding ways to love again. Like, oh, God, I know how annoying. Like, how annoying is this advice? Because people are like, no, I'm so mad. I don't want to. I don't want to. (laughs) It's so true. And I think it goes to show, like, in our professions and in our trainings and as professionals in this work, like the core Mm -hmm. is self-love. And I think a lot of what the world has learned about what self-love means and self-trust and all of that is a little distorted. Yeah. (laughs) And so it feels like we're being cheesy (laughs) when we share that because of that distortion, but there's so much more to it. Yeah. It's so much deeper than that. Yeah. But it, it's true that you have to start with one little step at a time and that's the space that feels cheesy. But I think once you get a little bit more steeped in it, it starts to be more fun and you can feel more sort of wild abandon Mm -hmm. in it. And, um, you know, people ask me how I find the courage to dance on Instagram or whatever, you know, the things that coaches do. (laughs) It's because I have really, firm boundaries and like a really solid relationship internally with myself. And I think people can feel that they can sense it and they don't mess with me is one one thing because I don't mess with myself. 
Um, but I think starting with the small stuff, when I have clients, part of the reason I say I'm someone you come to when you've tried everything else is because I really get deep into those sticky shadow parts when people are in that real rock bottom place. Yeah. And I start to celebrate the monsters because I think they're hot. Yes. Like someone said the other day in one of my trainings that they were greedy. They called themselves greedy because they like to have two orgasms, one externally and then one internally with the partner. Mm. They call themselves greedy. Like what a like interesting way to describe your own self yeah. getting basic pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, maybe you are greedy. Like who is this greedy character? Can we make her bigger? Mm. Can we make her sexier can we make her fun like let's celebrate rather than just sometimes I do sort of just squash down the negative things people say about themselves but other times it's like can we just make this fun yeah it's like that permission yeah can we love the stickiest part of yourself or the part where you're feeling some shame Mm, and then suddenly I mean it's easy to feel ashamed of the greedy woman who has to have two orgasms. But when you describe it as this, like, maybe I'm like Ursula the Sea Witch snatching orgasms. Yeah. From, <laughs> she's like, you know, so every hungry, day, like, like eating yeah. them like oysters and just like slurping them all up and just being so like, mm, just like reveling in all of them. Yes, I'm a greedy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then it's like, okay, all the charge is gone from that yeah, word. Absolutely. And there and there you have self-love. Like you're done. You easy bake oven, you're complete. <laughs> easy bake oven. I love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, that is so, so, so true. And I love that you mentioned boundaries because boundaries is oh, it's like such a beautiful, incredible topic when it comes to like expanding your intimacy and and leaning into trust. Uh, one of my coaches, she shared from, I don't know, one of her coaches or somewhere, but this quote that like really stuck with me. And it's like the most loving people in the world have the biggest boundaries or like the best boundaries or something like that. And I was mm-hmm. like, damn, that's so true. It's so, so true. Like the people that are most committed and like most grounded and just like committed to their authenticity, like they have badass boundaries. And that's just something yeah. I love so much. And it's something that inspires me and that I try to live by. And since this conversation is all about trust and boundaries and all the juicy things, like let's talk about boundaries and how they can really support in relationships and intimacy and all the things. I think boundaries are such a generous thing to do Mm -hmm. and they're so hard because it feels like what we're saying is I'm giving you conditions Mm -hmm. or I'm you know being aggressive yeah or like rejecting you or abandoning you right but I think truthfully I think it's very vulnerable thing Mm -hmm. to have boundaries to offer boundaries and I don't just mean saying no to people but I mean laying the the groundwork, the structure for being loved because you're really putting yourself out there. You're saying, I am available to you and I will open my heart to you. uh, And this is the structure I'm offering for that to happen. Yeah. I think what happens with 
I actually think I'm going to get a little meta with feelings like shame and resentment and guilt. I think that is because the dominant culture that a lot of us were raised in is kind of passive aggressive. And, you know, maybe not in your home, that's not the culture that you're raised with, but, you know, like in school, we're not necessarily taught to be super direct. Yeah. We have to cushion everything mm-hmm. and we have to get things in a roundabout way. And so I always imagine couples sort of crossing their arms and pouting and being preemptively angry. And this is how they ask for what they want. Yeah. Isn't that kind of messed up? Yeah, I know. It was, it's just, it's incredible actually how like all of society hasn't really, like it hasn't really changed. And it's been kind of the same concept for so many, so many years. And only just recently are we seeing these shifts. And even when there are those shifts, you see like everyone on TikTok like making fun of like, I don't know, like the newest generation or whatever and their jobs and what they're not available for. And I'm like, actually, that is really good because I wish I had that (laughs) when I was working corporate, like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's like we're not allowed to to ask for what we're what we want, and we're not allowed to state our limits. Mm -hmm. And so the only way to really get what we want is to make threats, or to pout, or to fight, or just like to be super resentful and hold it all in, and just like let everything bubble up. Mm -hmm. And then just hope that someone will feel guilty enough. Mm to read your mind and then give you what you want. Yeah. And if they don't, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's like, yeah, if they question. don't, I don't know, you shrivel into a ball and then evaporate into dust. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. It's a really challenging plan. And I feel like it's like, if I go back to my, my mom and then her mom, mm. if I go back, it's like, that's all they had. Yeah. They weren't allowed as women to say, this is what we want. This is what we need. And so that's been passed down through the generations for me anyway. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like we're each like more and more empowered as time goes on. And I am really excited for Gen Z and younger generations who are questioning it. Yeah. They're like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's so boundaries. I think of boundaries, not as like my no, I think of it as my yes. Mm -hmm. This is, I need to get to a yes and I want to give you my yes. Yeah. It is it is such a big yes because it's like this is the way that I can open up or offer you this in a sustainable way that feels good for me so that I can continue showing up feeling incredible doing this thing, right? Otherwise, it can just lead as we just explained in this <laughs> conversation we had to mm-hmm so much holding of like resentment and just feelings that can start to feel really tricky in our serving or our offering or our love or our opening, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super real and it's super raw. And I try not to talk about it in a way where it's like, well, it's just easy. Just start having boundaries. Oh, that like, okay, we can talk <laughs> about boundaries all day long, but like at the end of the yeah. day, it's something that's – it's not fucking easy to implement and it's gonna feel like, ugh, I'm literally stuck in quicksand. 
I yeah. think trying to say all the things, right? Whether it's with your family or your relationship with yourself, right? Your own agreements with with anything, right? And but it gets to be something we cultivate and it gets to be something we practice and it gets to be something we can try. And right, it's just about like, can you trust yourself to show up for those hard feelings and just like hold them and feel them and acknowledge them and maybe try again and maybe try again. It's like we go to yoga class and this is like your first time doing yoga and they're like, okay, try downward dog and your legs are shaking. (laughs) But the more you go and the more you practice, the easier it gets. And I think with boundaries, it's the same thing. And also there's levels when it comes to boundaries because then you get to like a space you're like oh this is easy to set this boundary and then a new thing comes and you're like oh shit (laughs) new level unlocked (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's what intimacy for me that's what intimacy coaching is all about because you're just going to keep getting to new levels which is not Mm -hmm. to say you know that you have to be toiling away at intimacy work for your whole Mm -hmm. life but it's just true that you're opening more capacity at every level. Yes, absolutely. I love that. And it's something that you get to you get to use as a tool, right? And it doesn't mean that because you've done this work or because you've done this thing that it's not going to come up again or going to come up again in a different way or that you've got like that little box checked, right? But it's mm-hmm. it's a tool that you can use to come back to when shit feels hard because we're humans and shit is always going to come up. But the more tools we have and the more understanding of ourselves we have, the more oh, deep compassion and like self-love for all of those pieces that we want to control, that we want to judge, that we want to fucking get rid of, that we want to like crumple up and hide from everyone. I don't want anyone to see. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, right? and the sneaky feelings that live inside of our yeah. body. We can't even intellectualize. They're there. <laughs> totally. Oh, my goodness. It's like how how can we expand our capacity to just show up for this? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it's just not going to be easy. And, like, can I trust myself to find support? or um, find a tool, or take a breath, or feel, feel my body, Mm -hmm. feel the sensations that are coming up. Like, oh, I'm having like a tightening in my throat right now, and everything's just getting really dry, and I'm losing my voice, right? Like, these are Mm -hmm. all ways that we can be with our body in those big, big, big moments, in those big feelings, in those, whew, those big lessons, those big expansions. Mm -hmm. And it's such a joy to be able to guide people through the process of getting into noticing that their throat is tight Mm -hmm. and dry and getting down into the pit of their belly, into their pussy, their cock, whatever, getting down to those sensations that we don't always have words for Um, that we don't always notice, that we don't always have access to, allowing them to move and release and evolve and then helping people to, you know, find the words and then start to be able to talk to their partner. You know, you've said it so effortlessly throughout this conversation, things like trigger, I'm triggered. 
um, helping people find those words to say, I'm dissociating right now. Yeah. Move the conversation to another time, or this is how I need to be held, or this is the trigger that's coming up for me and let me own my part in this. Mm, yes. My partner made a mistake. Let me own my part in why it's so difficult for me to hold this potential feeling of abandonment. Mm, yeah. Because there's something that's very personal to you about that. Mm. And being able to communicate that to your partner, being able to understand it about yourself and then communicate it to your partner, it just like creates so much space and adds so much more oxygen to the room. Oh, yeah. I love that so much. I love how you summarized all of that because it's it's so true. And for anybody listening, like the lesson here is like when it comes to intimacy and creating deeper intimacy and figuring out what trust means and safety and boundaries, it's again, like it's not about mastering these things, right? It's about like almost feeling with these things and seeing how much you can be with them in those moments. And so much of that is messy and that's okay. Like mm-hmm. That's where the magic is in like witnessing your own messiness. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm. Oh. I love that and I like imagining um, – whether it's like you by yourself, yeah, sort of reflecting in your journal and you know noticing that you're a little messy right now and it's fine, mm. or you know talking to a partner and acknowledging, hey, this is an emotional conversation and we're really activated and we're really cranky and we're saying things in a cranky way, but we're gonna give each other the benefit of the doubt so that we can come back to connection. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that just yeah. like takes away so much of the pressure of like needing to push through, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. another thing. It's like, again, we come back to those expectations. It's like, no, this has to look this way. We have to, we can't go to bed and like, you know what I mean? We can't go to bed angry. We need to finish this conversation. This has to look this way, right? And Mm -hmm. time and time again, it's like sometimes it's in the spaciousness that we give ourselves and our partners and the conversations and our feelings and everything else, right? That's where we can kind of settle back down into our body and then mm-hmm. find clarity from that space. It's it's yeah. so much in the space of creating that spaciousness in whatever you're doing because so much of yeah. it is just like rushed. It's true. And I want to say, I want to put a point on this just so people can really hear this and really internalize it. None of this is to say that you have to calm down or that you no. have to be happy or Mm-mm. forgive people. Sometimes finding spaciousness is being able to rage a little bit yeah. and be witnessed. Yes. Or feel safe in your frustration or just finally acknowledging that you feel resentment mm-hmm. or guilt or shame and letting it be there yeah. instead of just swallowing it and hoping it leaves. Mm, yes, I love that. It's like, yeah, absolutely. Taking up that spaciousness is like letting the things that are coming up take up space. And I love that you mm-hmm. put that specific thing out there because we're not like <laughs> creating harm or intentionally creating harm, but it's like how much room can mm-hmm. we create on the table to spread out all of our cards, whatever they look like. 
I love that we mm-hmm. had this conversation. Yeah, so good. Oh, there's so many juicy nuggets in here. What is one thing that you would love to offer anyone listening on boundaries and self-love maybe? Mm. There can be so much pressure just in general, that could be like a complete sentence. There is so much pressure. Period. Whether, <laughs> yeah. Whether it's to love yourself exactly the right way, to have immaculate boundaries, um, to be a saint who never gets upset. Mm. But we're doing it messy, like you said. And to me, that is self-love allowing yourself to just be as you are continuing to grow. Cause that's where the messiness is staying the same might, you know, it might not be great, but it's not quite as messy as trying to flex new muscles and, you know, walk new paths and look a little silly. Mm. To me, that is self-love is allowing yourself to grow. Yeah. In this messy way. Mm, I love that. We're letting go of perfection because I I write this all the time, but perfectionism is where pleasure goes to die. Yeah. Truth. Mm -hmm. Facts. Like facts. Mm -hmm. And for me, that is the boundary. It's like I'm not going to beat myself up. That's a boundary I have with myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to beat myself up. That's so, so true. And also like it makes so much sense because like sex is messy. Mm -hmm. it's nasty can you imagine just like it doesn't even make any sense it doesn't make any sense no it's so funny that we're supposed to think of it as this like ethereal pristine yeah it's just no it's like sticky sometimes it's like what does that smell Mm -hmm. yeah and you just like don't know what's gonna happen and it can just be like oh it's like yes it's messy yeah it's like eating fruit and letting it just drip on you and it gets sticky, but you just let it be. Mangoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now there are some that just like love to cut the mangoes in little squares and eat it out, but sometimes it just feels good to just, you know, yeah. like get right into it. I had a great visual of you just like bringing the mango all the way down your face. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because like, guess what? There's always opportunities to clean up. Now – I want to know where the fuck can we find you and like, how do we connect? I'd love to connect. I'm on Instagram. I love being there because I get to post my pictures of myself tied up in rope, of course. Um, And then, you know, share some wise words here and there. It's indelicate coaching indelicate underscore coaching Instagram and then just indelicatecoaching.com is my website. Mm, I love that. Do you have any fun offers at the moment? Um, I have a pleasure workshop because I found that it is just so much information for my clients. It's hard for me to just, I imagine myself just trying to shove 
information into my sessions but i get so focused with people in the inner child work yeah in the shadow work in the self-worth and totally. you know embodiment and experiential exercises and communication exercises that it's really helpful for me to have this pleasure workshop to send people to go just sort of hang out in the body knowledge and the embodiment stuff. Mm, so juicy. Amazing. I will link everything below and I will link your contact information and all the juicy things. So thank you so much for just sharing this incredible conversation um, around all things trust, safety, and boundaries. And that's a wrap on another episode of Getting Intimate. I hope you got exactly what you needed today in this podcast and that you can find more ways to bring more juicy connection to yourself, your relationships, your body, and your sexuality. I hope you're feeling inspired and I want you to remember, take what feels really yummy and ditch the rest. Everything I'm offering on this podcast is in service of your greatest pleasure and thriving. And as the Pussy Fairy, it's my duty to bring you more exquisite pleasure. If you want to get in touch, come find me on my website at www.bazariamenezes.com. And I have tons of ways you can work with me. You can say hi or you can even ask a question. I would be so happy to hear from you. You can also subscribe to my email for a juicy gift and come find me on Instagram at azaria.menezes. Either way, I'm sending you all the juicy vibes for your week ahead.